Hello and welcome to episode number six of the Trending Log Podcast. As you can see, if you're watching the video, and if you're not watching the video, I'll fill you in. I'm in the beautiful sunshine state of Florida. So, as if New York wasn't far enough, now me and Noah are about, I'm not going to do that math, a lot more miles apart. About a lot more miles apart. So, I am in Sarasota, Florida. Um, Noah is still in Batavia, New York. Noah, how are you doing on this fine, fine afternoon? I'm doing great. It's like 23 degrees outside, I think. Um, I already ran. And what's it for you, like 80s? It's currently 79 degrees outside right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but, but I'm doing great. How you doing? No, I'm doing really good. Um, you know, I have very mixed emotions about this state. Um, sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it is not fun. Uh, being here in the summer, I was here in the summer last year. Holy crap. Never come to Florida in the summer. I can't run. You think like in New York, it's like, oh, I'll get up at 6 a.m. to beat the heat. Here you have to get up at never to beat the heat. It's always like freaking insane. So I Florida right now in January, I went out for my run at like 530 yesterday. Weather was actually perfect. So I can't complain about it. It was like 71, no wind, like just just absolutely perfect. So you can't complain about that. But yeah, as you can see, um, again, if you're watching the video, if you're not, I will do my best to vividly describe what's going on. So I'm sitting in my grandma's pool area. Um, in the back of me is a pool. And then in the back of that is an executive golf course that I've never stepped foot on. But it is in the back of me. There's palm trees, there are seagulls, I think, um, and yeah, that's about what's going on. It's it's very Floridian, I'll tell you that. It's very Floridian. So, that is where I'm at, that is where you are at. Uh, why don't we get into the running? Yeah, so I want to ask you, you ran at the Armory yesterday as time of recording this. How How did that go? Two days ago, but yes, um, yeah. Yeah. I uh, I did run a three k at the Armory. Stay tuned for the vlog. The vlog comes out at some point after this podcast comes out, but stay tuned for that. Um, you know how did it go? It's a loaded question. In a word, bad. In two words, not terrible. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> uh, you know. I think every time I've ever run a two mile and this is or two mile three K type thing, this is my sixth one um, or seventh one. If you include the time trial, I do the same thing every single time because I'm thinking I am in the fitness to go five flat pace. So I go out and five flat and then the last mile, the wheels just absolutely come off. And that's what happened again. But I'm going to cut myself a lot more slack for this one because I has I had a really bad sickness that I'm coming off of. And then I have been struggling, like we talked about in the last episode, with some workouts lately, specifically speed stuff. So I was a little concerned how 74, 75s were going to feel. Um, and let me tell you, for the first K and a half, they felt great. Um, and then for the last K and a half, they felt the opposite of great. Couldn't move. I think I threw a 44 in there at one point for a 200 lap, which is hovering right around six minute pace. So that's my second to last lap. Um, so I ran a 955. I shouldn't beat around the bush. I ran a 955, uh, 519 pace, went out 503, 
K-Mac and whatever the heck it is when you come back. Um, like I said, I felt actually pretty strong for the first couple Ks. It was just the last one that always does me in. But the reason I'm not worried about that is that the first two Ks felt good enough that I'm like, when I have the training under me, when I just keep going, just keep hitting the workouts, keep doing what I'm doing, you know, it's going to be there. And I'm not really going to run many more 3Ks. I don't think any this winter or spring. Um, but I do think that it's it's a really good thing for me to do just to have the season opener and and see where I'm at so that my fitness will improve. And then when I go down in distance, do the mile 800, it's going to be a lot better. Because... Um, I think that's what season openers are about. You can't really get too down on it. You can't get too high on it. Um, and, yeah, that's really really about how I'll sum it up. Uh, I think just, you know, didn't go great, but nothing to dwell on, season opener. Yeah, and also, like, looking at, like, our training right now as a whole, we're in a pretty big, like, middle of a training block, like, no preparation, really, for this race um, that you did. And I'm looking back to, like, cross country like the meet in utica like our season opener for cross country like we were supposed to tempo half of it and then i think like race half of it and we didn't like prepare for that race really at all it was just kind of like a workout type race and looking back on that that was just terrible i was running like six almost seven minute pace at some points of the race um but i mean also, in the middle of training blocks, you can't really just expect to, like, go out there and, like, PR or do good. Like, it takes time. So, but for you to race and run a 9.55, you said, um, like, in the middle of that, I don't think that's that it's bad. A, like, it's a pretty... second off my PB, honestly. And it's yeah, right around what I ran at the time trial before cross country. So, really, I'm not going to say it's good because it's not. But it's, it's mm-hmm. you know, it's not it's not as bad as I think initially my mind thought it was when i crossed the line because i was dying but then and to your point i mean yeah you're running like six seven minute pace in that opener and cross and then look at you running almost breaking 28 in cross country like it's really no indicator mm-hmm. it's really yeah, it just opinion, takes time and you just got to keep on going at it um and not really put much expectations on yourself early on in the season because like hopefully you know that your fitness will come later on because really in my opinion these opening meets are just that their workouts um because the story i'll this quick story a little tell is that i was telling this to jr after it um is that my senior cross country year i had all these big expectations i want to make states i want to do all that and then my first three bases i mean bombed 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 like north of six minute pace bombed and i'm like what is going on i put in all this work over the summer what the heck and then slowly my races just started getting better and better and i'm i'm convinced that those bombed races where i went out hard and then died 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 but pushed through the lactic even though it was really slow um is what ultimately i didn't make states but it ultimately led to me having a really strong end to that season because those are just what they are tempos and and hard efforts to get your legs used to it and i'm fully convinced that's what uh this armory 3k was yeah i ran it I just want to talk about the Armory a little bit because I've only been there once and it was like the coolest thing ever, like running on a bank track. And it's like you're on there, like a lot of your indoor meets are there. So just touch on like how cool that is. I said you. this in my vlog a bit. Yeah, I pretty much besides like a couple meets here and there, every single indoor meet was at the Armory. So um, 
it's the coolest thing ever, but you get a little numb to it as you it's it sucks, but it's like, you know, when you live so close to something, no matter how cool it is, like I'm sure people who live in like Paris, like literally right outside the Eiffel Tower are like, Yeah, the Eiffel Tower is next to me, but like I'm just so used to it. That's a very different analogy. <laughs> but my point being you kind of get released to it. So it's really fun. They made a lot of changes to it since I was uh, in high school last year. They have this like massive big board where you can just type in your time and like who you are. It'll just come up at come up and you can take pictures with it like your time, what place you got. It was really really cool. Uh just more like technological stuff in there like the screens and everything. Um and then of course the the armory lung and the armory air is the same as always, you know. You can't can't mistake it. You walk right in there, boom. Armory armory air hits you. So it was it was super cool to be back. Also my only time gonna be there in like a year. So Yeah, I saw your pictures of like the board and stuff, and I'm like, whoa, that's that's so cool. But when I ran there um in March of last year for nationals, it was like a couple of weeks after like the Millrose games, I think. Mm. Um and like yard like broke the american record and stuff and i'm like yeah i'm running on the same track <laughs> you know like that's it's kind of cool that i'm running on the same track as like professional athletes that are really good so it's just kind of cool and i was a little you know just try to take everything in yeah you really have to do that when you're there because you kind of can forget about the history that's taking place in that track a lot of stuff has taken place in that track but i think if you don't have anything else that just sums about just about sums up the 3k talk uh, I'll tell the audience the agenda of today's episode. No guest, I'm sorry, click off the video right now, I guess. But, um, no guest, it's just me in the Floridian sun with Noah back in the Batavia snow. Do you have snow on the ground? We don't. Wow. Yeah, it's rare. Um, but me in the Floridian sun, there's a plane going overhead. I wonder if you can hear that. A lot of planes come right over here. Uh, we're going to talk about, well, we just talked about the race. We're going to talk about the guest we have coming on next week, which is going to be our first, like, not directly tied to us guest, which I'm very excited for. And then we're going to talk about some random running questions and answer the Instagram questions that we put out, uh, which we got eight generous responses of. Um, I think eight. So uh, we'll talk all about that. But let's get into a nice little Noah Picker training update, and then we will get into um, our guest preview. Yeah, honestly, right now, like, I ran... Like, I woke up early in the morning to, like, get my run done. And I haven't done that in a while. Like, the birds were chirping and stuff. I'm like, wow, like, this is new to me. I haven't ran it in the morning in forever. Legs were dead. But overall, this week of training has been good. Um, on Tuesday, I did 10 times 400 um, with two minutes rest. And I hit 70s on all of them, even though it was, like, 20 mile an hour winds and 25 degrees outside so i was happy about that and then yesterday i did my workout at a treadmill just because again it's like 20 degrees outside so i did three times 10 minutes at tempo and that was pretty easy so but overall going good um last weekend i did a really good long run and i think i it was like 12 miles average like 650 pace with a couple mile, like three miles in there, like six forty flat, which was good. Um, but I was honestly just out in like the middle of nowhere, like farm country, and it was again twenty degrees. Don't know how many times I'm gonna say that, but like my hands, like I rode on my Strava afterwards. Like I was legit on the fetal position on on my floor, 
literally about to cry because my because right when I walked in my house, like my hands just started to warm up. And then just that like burning sensation in my hands, like I was very close to crying, to be honest. But I saw that long run. I was I was pretty imp- I was pretty impressed by that. I was like, wow, he he's not playing around with the with the long run this week. I mean, did you even go like up north of seven minute pace at all during the run? Um, I think the first mile I did. I think it was like a seven twenty first mile. But I think this week I'm gonna go easier on my long run just because I'm gonna run with somebody else. But um, I've been recently just liking just kind of hammering the long runs, just like pushing the pace a little bit gets you more fit um and it's just like a good stimulation to just kind of get the i don't know get moving a little quicker for a longer period of time no i totally agree with you i've been taking all my runs slower ish just because i feel like we're in a big training block with with all the speed stuff going on i'm trying not to do too much on my legs on the days where we should be taking it easy but i also see the benefits to what you're talking about i'm trying to find a nice balance between that so i think my long run florida long run tomorrow uh i don't know how to feel about that but I think my long run tomorrow, I mean, I'm not going to set a pace goal for it. It's a long run, but it's 11 miles. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Usually, I'll just open up at like 7.50, and then if I feel good, we'll move. And if I don't, 7.50 is all the way through. Um, but yeah, what else? Anything else you got on your training? Um, Not really. I mean, this is my second week, like 50 miles. Um, and we haven't really taken a down week in a while. We've just been kind of climbing. But overall, it's been good. I'm happy. Um. I think I could do more miles. Um, Me too. But, honest- <laughs> but honestly, at this point, um, with the speed stuff too, it's just kind of hard to get all the miles. Well, not hard, but like I get what our coach is saying. Like 50 miles is a good limit, especially that we're freshmen. I agree. Plus, it's hard when these workouts are a little shorter. So we got to do like four or five miles of cool down maybe sometimes. Dude, that's the worst thing ever. I think... I don't know. One of these, it was just like sprints or something, or like three hundreds, and then I had like a four mile cool down, and I'm like, I I couldn't do it. I just cut it short, and I was like, I'll add it onto a different day. Can you just imagine when we're doing like seventy, eighty mile weeks and cross, and like, I mean, our workout's gonna be a lot longer, but yeah. and then we have to do like freaking seven mile cool down would be crazy. I don't know. It'd be fun though. Um, it'd be like just a normal run. Honestly, I'm excited for it. I'm ready for the high mileage. Anyway, point is. Um, yeah, I did that 10 by 400 workout as well. Um, it made me very happy because I really felt it. Um, but it was the first workout where I could fully say, or speed workout where I could fully say I hit every pace. Um, I, I was supposed to be 69 to 70s like you. I hit a couple 71s, threw in a couple, not on purpose, but there were a couple 71s in there. But they were low 71s. And then I made up for it by going 69 and 68 on the last two, which I was very happy with the actual gear change I could at least somewhat, t- I mean, I was dying, man. Like, 70s didn't used to feel like that. But I get why. We're coming off a big cross-country training block. I get why my legs aren't used to going fast anymore. But just my sole belief is that my <laughs> sole belief, I kind of just made the point that this is the only thing I believe in in the world. The thing I believe in about this is um, <laughs> that when it comes to speed work, you just got to do it. I know that sounds super cliche and super like, yeah, obviously. But seriously, you just have to keep hammering it. Cross country and, and building up the base, obviously, you just keep putting in the mileage. But for these, you just got to hit the workouts hard and really not care about the results in the moment. Just it's all about effort, I feel like. 
yeah, I completely agree with that. And I mean, just building a base takes a lot longer too um, than building that speed up. Like it's a lot quicker to just build up speed. So hopefully in the next couple of weeks, our speed will come back. I was playing, um, well, ultimate Frisbee, but with a football yesterday with my high school teammates at their practice. And wow, I need to get my speed stat up. I'm not, <laughs> these kids are outrun, you know, almost outrunning me and it's kind of embarrassing, but I got to get my speed stat up. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks, uh, it'll come around. That's kind of nice that you could play ultimate Frisbee with your high school team. I'm not going to put my high school team down, but I am a little right now. Besides like Schutz and like Jesse, I guess. I don't know how many people on my high school team are athletic enough to play ultimate Frisbee. I really hope they don't watch this. And if anybody <laughs> who like is, I apologize. And I'd like, I'm I'm really just kind of thinking like, um, like that. I don't know. Certain people just aren't very athletic, but I'm not putting them down. I just some people are runners, and that's that's their thing. And some people aren't, and I don't even know where I'm going with this anymore. So I'm gonna move on from it. Point <laughs> is, um, I think we are just about ready to talk about our guest next week. Um, it's gonna be the first time we have a guest. First off, me and Noah will be back together next week. Uh, we'll be back on campus. We'll have just run a meet. Um, but our first guest that is not directly connected to one of us in any way. Drum roll, please. Noah, I guess you can you can say the honors of who it is. It's going to be... Everyone drum roll right now. There we go. It's going to be Joe Peraza. Woo! Now, who is that? Well, we'll tell you. Oh, man, that must have been so awkward for the audio stuff. If Okay, now let me describe what I just did. I would say, now, who is that? And then I would put the microphone down completely. But if it's the audio only, it kind of seems like I'm just taking a long pause. Who is that? Let me tell you about it. So, Joe Perrazzo, otherwise known as the King of New York last year, was the Gatorade New York, the New York State Gatorade Player of the Year in track and field. He... uh has PBs of 408 in the mile. He ran an 855-3200 at the prestigious Arcadia Invitational. It sounds like we're introducing him like he's here right now. Uh, I'm just, you know, saying who he is and stuff. And we'll, we'll talk a lot more about him when he's actually with us. But we're very excited to have him. Uh, he was the best distance runner in New York last year. And he graduated, and now he's competing at University of Florida. Noah, you know what I am so excited to ask him about? What's that? I shouldn't be. But I think the first thing I'm going to ask him about is Parker Valby. And I really shouldn't. But I, mean, <laughs> I oh want to know. Parker Valby. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, no, like, he's teammates with her. Yeah. That's crazy. I want to I wanna know what it's like to be teammates with Parker Valby. <laughs> I just, I'm curious. Um, yeah, that's a question we can definitely ask. Right off the bat. Hard hitting, <laughs> hard hitting right yeah. after that. But anyway, that's who we're interviewing next week. Exciting. Look up some of his races if you'd like to. Um, but now we're getting into some fun stuff. I introduce everything. Noah, you introduce the next thing we're doing. Let's do it. We're going to get into some questions that we uh, we posted a story on the Instagram. And some of you guys gave us some questions. So I'll pick out the first question because why not? Go for it. 
And um, we added some of our own, just interesting ones as well. Yes. Get to know us a little um, bit. So Elijah, shout out Elijah, uh, said, how old are your shoes? I think precisely he said, how old are you shoes? But yes, um, oh, this yeah. is actually a good question. <laughs> this is a good question about how long we go through our pairs of shoes. Um, I like to think I'm on the shorter end of mileage because I'm nervous whenever I just start getting foot or ankle pain. I want to switch out trainers immediately. But I like to think that I go through a pair every 450 miles, 500, I want to say, with the Invincible. I, I've been using the Invincible 3s for my past three trainers, and I don't really know how if I'll ever go back because I love them. But I'd say in these new shoes that I have, I got them right around the beginning of track season. So, um... Two months? One and a half months? That's the answer? Yeah, I don't know. I have a couple pairs of shoes, so they just kind of last me a while, but um, definitely, like, the 450 to 500 mile range is, like, my golden zone. It just kind of depends. I've gotten really unlucky recently with, like, my upper on the shoe ripping. Like, I had a pair of, like, Boston 11s, I think. And I really like them, but the upper ripped like a big tear. So it's like I can barely run in them after a hundred miles. And I don't know. And like that's happened. I think my sock and knees now after like three hundred miles are the upper starting to rip. So I don't know if it's just the way I run, but like I've had like five shoes just completely rip through the upper, just kind of unlucky in that way. But if I can, definitely try to get to five hundred miles. Yeah. Um, I'll pick out the next question. Um, I seem to remember one Jack Bach asking us, when did you decide to take running more seriously? I'm pretty sure that's the gist of the question, right? Yeah, um, like what got you into running? I what think. got you into running? Um, well, I joined the team, the modified cross-country team in seventh grade because my good friend Bobby Royston, shout out Bobby, was uh, doing it. And I wanted to be on the team with him. Um, that is a personality that I definitely would like to have on the show at some point. Um, he's the reason I run flat out. Like, obviously, I took it and made it my own thing afterwards. But he's the reason I got into it in the first place. And I would love for everyone to just get the Bobby Royston experience. There is not quite a person I can yap with quite like I can just yap with Mr. Royston. I'm hyping him up. It's worth it. Um, he's also an idiot. Anyway, uh, I joined the team because my good friend Bobby uh, joined in seventh grade. Ended up doing it all through middle school, but still played baseball. My whole plan was also just get faster for baseball. Um, I played baseball, well, freshman year, COVID hit. Couldn't do any any sports. I was going to play baseball, though. Sophomore year, I played JV baseball while still doing winter and cross country. But it was around... um, my junior winter, when our previous guest, Schutz, actually joined the team, and I saw how good he was. I mean, he was really good, and that's not even what he became now. Um, I'm like, wow, he's really good, and it kind of opened my eye to like all these people. I started watching Lex and Leo videos and all the, all the running content stuff. I got really into that, and I had a really bad past baseball season i was getting really in my head about it and then i ran my 205 800 at state quals we just nearly missed out at states and i'm like wow i kind of really want to just get better with this and the second i sent the text to my baseball coach hey i'm not playing 
this year I'm going to do spring track. Then it was like, I want to be, that's when this whole personality I show it's, and it's all true of me wanting to be like amazing, you know, break four in the mile and everything at some point in my life. It all stemmed from that of, I really think I can be good at this. And that's when I decided I really am going to take it seriously. Cause I, I can be. Yeah. I started running seventh grade, uh, modified track. Just, I played soccer all throughout, um, like middle school and up until 10th grade was my last year. So like my philosophy was like, all right, just kind of like you with baseball, but just get better at running for soccer. Um, but I was a sprinter. Um, so I did like the 55 and stuff um, until like, I think eighth grade year, like I ran some 600s and me and my one friend like both uh, broke the school, like modified record um, in our 600. So I'm like, all right, I'm decent at this, but I was still like scared, like for the distance stuff. Cause I was basically just like, a longer sprinter like I never ran like a more than like a mile and a half so um and then up until like eight eighth grade track season um my coach like yo you want to run the 800 I'm like I don't know I was kind of avoiding it but I said yes and then I ended up winning that 800 race against like all the distance guys on my team so I'm like all right I'm kind of decent at this so um but then soccer was still like the primary focus of kind of like my sporting thing up until I say like, um, I don't know, the transition between JV and varsity, I'd say, um, like my going to my junior year, it's like, I wanted to go on varsity, but I was just kind of like not enjoying soccer training that much. And like, I don't know. I thought I was pretty good, but I don't know if my coach thought I was that good. Um, and I, we had some differing opinions and I just kind of was like, oh, I also saw myself like I was scoring at sectionals and stuff um, on on the track. So I'm like, well, I think I can contribute to running and track a little bit more, especially that my soccer team, no offense to them, but like entire program history, we've won nothing like no no sectionals or anything and then we won sectionals my 10th grade year in track outdoor track and I'm like all right well I kind of want to join like a winning culture and just kind of get better at this thing so yeah that got me into running I think that question actually just about summed up Tom's question which was why did you choose to pursue running over other sports so we kind of inadvertently answered your question Tom so cool um next question is a question I actually asked for the both of us um, but what is the best artist to run to? Now, this is a very different question from best artist to li- your just favorite artist. This is best artist to run to. I have a very precise answer, and I'll explain why, but you go first. That's a good question. Unless you um, need time, because I actually have mine all queued up. Yeah, go first. Okay, so I just think there's no dispute. I mean, we've heard how much I talk her up on the on the show. Taylor Swift is the only... Nah. She sucks. Um, wow. I really, I know a lot of people are coming after me about that. I don't care. Mid, mid, mid. In my opinion, the best artist to run to is the Octic Monkeys. Now, they were my most listened to band or artist of 2023 for good reason. They're not my favorite band. Uh, they're really good. But let me tell you why they're the best artist to run to. They have the most diverse discography 
of really almost any band you can think of. So in the beginning, you want to go out, you want a hard run, you want a run that you can just, you're in the mood to run, you have the energy, bring the energy up, listen to their first two albums, whatever people say, and that's what I'm not, and uh, Favorite Worst Nightmares. Those albums have the energy, boom. If you want kind of a more relaxed, chilled run that's like, you know, nice, you, you have the energy, but you also you want to chill, listen to Humbug or AM. Those two albums are just... You know, they're rocky a little bit, but they're also a little chiller. Alex has, you know, much more of a swoon on his voice. And then um, the last two albums, Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino, and The Car, those albums are just easy run, chill. You're just taking in the scenery. Maybe you do it at night. They really have everything for every kind of run you want to think of. You have, well, I bet that you look good on the dance floor. You know, that song, oh, man, it just gets you going, you know? But then you have, you know, albums like The Car where it's like, well, I must post you know it's just like oh just like soft like oh man it's just arctic monkeys man the arctic monkey i think i do a pretty good alex turner because alex turner just kind of talks like this you know at least in the early days he was kind of talking like talking like this you know um so noah uh what's your answer to the question all right i don't know if i'm gonna top that performance <laughs> um but i'll give you a favorite song off um so right now, my favorite song while I'm running is Cooler Than Me by Mike Posner. Uh, that's just an absolute banger. Um, favorite artists, though. I don't know if it actually changes between, like, my favorite artists and favorite artists to listen to. Like, I just like good music. And I don't really, I'm not really particular about what I listen to on my runs. I just have a big playlist. And then I usually have a song in my head that I want to listen to first. And then I put it on shuffle. But to be honest, I think Flip Turn, obviously, is like my favorite band. Um, if you if y'all mess with good music, give uh, Flip Turn a try. Um, big fan of them while I'm running. Um, and then what was I going to say? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm a pretty big variety. So I like the Arching Monkeys, too. Um, Foo Fighters guy when I'm running. Um, Sometimes, like, Zach Bryan, too. Um, or, like, just really, like, I don't know. I'm a big, just variety of everything. But definitely right now, Flip Turn, I'd say. I have heard some Flip Turn songs. I see where you're coming from. They're good. I have to get into them at some point. Um, I'm looking at them now. Um, we're not answering Shimmy's question. <laughs> uh, Cliff. Cliff says, get me on the pod. Sure. Okay. Uh, Yo, Shimmy, if you're listening to this, I think John Run would win. John Run or Shimmy? Shimmy, whatever. Uh, ooh, so do we want to do Christian's question or this other person's question who I actually don't know? Uh, that's my cousin, so I say oh, the answer okay. is. Okay, cool. So let's answer your cousin's question because I, I do. I'm sure you do too. A lot of runners do. Okay, so, so her question was uh do you have any pre-race routines or superstitions and i would say not really i was telling her that usually i just put on my left shoe on before my right shoe but i'm not really like in particular about that in high school like i always have like the um same like pair of socks i'd say but not like i'd have like a couple pairs of the same pair so then i always wore like these black like no show socks but now i don't have those anymore like i just raced through them 
So now I'm not really in particular about my socks. Um, but I don't really have any pre-race like superstitions to say. I'd say like all my best races, I've eaten like a Rice Krispie treat beforehand. Um, that's really about it. So I do have a big one. Uh, it started my freshman year of high school and I carried it on all the way throughout, only in cross country. Only in cross country. Track, I don't really have much. Um, in cross country my freshman year, the vibes in that team were immaculate. We had no clue what the heck we were doing, but the vibes in that team were immaculate. And we decided at the beginning of every race, we would say, me and another person, it might have been Bobby, it might have been my friend Luke, we would say, let's get this money, let's get this money. And then another person would say, ka-chow. So, we carried that all the way through. Now, the thing is, Bobby would only be in the line with me for two more years, and then Luke would join me. But the point is, it kind of became just a thing I'd say in my head, because we always did it together freshman year. But now, this year, obviously no one else from, well, Jesse, but no one else that would do the tradition with me was at school, obviously. So just in my head, every time, every cross-country race, I'd be on the line, they'd say, they'd blow the whistle, and I'd get right up to the line, and I'd just go, mutter under my breath, let's get this money, let's get this money, ka-chow. And then the gum would go off, and then I'd go. Just, you know, I don't really know where it came from. There probably is an origin for it. I don't remember it. Point is, that's my superstition. Gotta say it right before the line. Only cross-country. I'm very specific. Yeah, I guess looking back, I guess at my track races, like when I'm doing strides before my race in the infield, I usually just, like, take a moment take a deep breath, like close my eyes and I just like swear at myself. <laughs> it's kind of weird, but I don't know. It hypes me up, just kind of locks me in, gets me focused. Hey, you do you, you know, whatever works. I usually do that after the races, but um, yeah. Uh, all right. I'm going to go to a question that I asked for the both of us, <clears throat> which was um, post-race meal that hits the hardest. All right, I'd say my favorite post-race meal you said. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Anything, like, that is unhealthy. <laughs> like, pizza, pizza. Like, I was big into, like, Wendy's for a while. Like, Frosty's. Like, just anything super unhealthy. Or or Chipotle, which I feel like might be your answer. You're, uh, you're putting words in my mouth. But, yes, that's 100% going to be my answer. Do you have anything else, sir? That, that's it anything unhealthy and that's gonna clog my arteries yeah i'm gonna start my actual sponsorship of chipotle right now not actually don't sue me chipotle hits the hardest in any scenario chipotle is the greatest thing to maybe happen to this earth besides arctic monkeys and running chipotle is everything chipotle is life Chipotle is life. There's nothing better than running a race, good or bad, preferably good, and you go to Chipotle and you get a burrito with chicken, cheese, and rice. Guac on the side, dip it in at your leisure. Nothing comes even close. Maybe a protein shake. I don't know. A, a Chipotle burrito after a race, especially the one right behind the armory, the best. It's the best. It's the best. So, that's all I got. I think you got to up your... Like Chipotle order, I think that's kind of weak. Just getting, like, dude, like your burritos, like, gotta be so small. I when I go to Chipotle, you, I get so much stuff in there that they have to like the, when they're wrapping it, the tortilla breaks. So they're like, oh, we gotta double double wrap it. You gotta put more stuff on there. First off, this is the Ryan Trahan order, and it's perfect. Sometimes less is more. Second off, I get two. 
I get two burritos because they're that good. Like, yeah, and that that's going to cost you double the amount. Well, well, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I just, they're just so good. I got a bunch of gift cards to Chipotle for my birthday and Christmas because I just, it's that good. Anyway, point is, that's the answer to that question. No dispute. Anybody who says Moe's is better, just get out of here. Please, just get out of here. Um, last question from good old Christian Noah. Who's your running crush? Uh, we're going to leave a no comment on, on that one. I think I'm going to no comment that one as well. Sorry to the people. Um, certain, certain, certain people know. Certain people know. Um, anyway, that's going to do it. That's really just going to do it. Uh, good little soul episode for both of us. Good to, uh, just speak one-on-one. Not really a guest interfering. Um, I wish you the best with the rest of, uh, your break before we get back to campus. Anything you got? Nothing. Honestly, I'm excited to go back. I feel like I've been at home for a while, just kind of doing nothing <laughs> in a sense. Um, but it's nice to be at home with my family. So that's nice, but I'm re- I'm ready to go back and just kind of, you know, get the wheels turning a little bit. So well, next time we'll see you, we'll be back at campus. Thank you for listening. We are the training log. That's a weird thing to say. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time.